Good morning, Podders. Or afternoon or evening, depending on when you get round to listening to this one. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, I suggest you do. But today in the UK, it is currently half nine in the morning, Sunday the 4th of June. So basically summer. That's it. Now I'm resigned to the idea that it's now summertime. Last week, I'll get on to in a minute. Coming with the tail between my legs from last week. Uh, but this this morning, I, I've been recorded this about 10 times, this beginning bit, and I get to this point, and Alexa keeps playing a random song on the bedroom. Alexa. Uh, for no reason. My other half is out the house. The account on the Alexa is in my name, so it's attached to the app on my phone. I've not touched it, and there's just the cats in the bedroom. But she, when I get to this point in the recording, I have to stop because she keeps playing this random song. Well, it's not really a random song. It's a song I know very well that I avoid listening to at all costs. It's not on my playlist. It's the minute the intro starts, if it's on the radio or it pops up on, say, YouTube music, I skip it. Um, it's got a lot of a, an emotional <laughs> attachment for me and memories that, you know, I... I, I struggle to revisit. Um, so I, I don't know why she keeps playing it. I don't get why she keeps playing it over and over again. You you ask her to skip a song after playing it and she goes back to that one. I don't know what's going on this morning. We've either got a fucking ghost in the house or Alexa is trying to ruin ruin my recordings today. I, I, I don't know. So we'll see, we'll see how we get on with this one. But last week, yes, I apologise. We didn't have an episode. Um, I finished work at... 4am. Who wants to work till 4am? Fuck you, really? 4am. If you work till 4am on a normal shift or you start at 4am, I sympathise with you. It's basically abuse. It's really, it's really what it is. I, I don't recommend it. There's only so long. Maybe in my younger years when I worked in, in bars and restaurants and clubs, you know, I could get away with it, but not so much now. I, don't do it. Just get it. If you're getting or thinking of getting another job, just get a normal nine to five, Monday to Friday job. They are out there. Granted, not all of them pay very well, but cost of living crisis, darling. It doesn't matter if they pay well, it's uh, not going to make much of a difference. But don't do it. So I finished work at four in the morning. I then got up at 7 a.m. the same morning to have a coffee, just, just to muster up the strength to smile through recording really because I don't do mornings I'm miserable as sin first thing without coffee and a bit of nicotine and me and Anita rendezvoused at half past eight to record and we did record it went so smoothly the topic was fantastic I thoroughly enjoyed it we had a few sidetracks but you know it it was relevant to the topics it just just happened we led off a little bit Uh, but we kept within the time restrictions and Everything flowed well. And about 40 minutes in, Anita said that she couldn't hear me properly. And I thought perhaps A, it might either be on her side, because I know she uses her mobile phone on the sessions, or the microphone was just having a bit of a glitch. And not long after, the, the feedback that was coming back through my headphones and my own voice, it it just sounded like my head was in a toilet bowl gargling the water. It was just, you couldn't make out anything I was saying. And I think what had happened was the cable that attaches the microphone to the laptop had either dislodged or disconnected for some reason. And with that, the built-in microphone, the system decided to use as the main input. And I wasn't allowed to change it back manually once because it was recording. The 
thing was already recording. So I, I won't sit and slander Apple. I have done for many years, but I am now an, a, an official part of the Apple cult. And I will say their laptops. I've got the MacBook Air from last year, the basic model version. Still fucking expensive, but it's the basic one. But for me, it's great. You know, I use it for, for writing. I use it for this and I use it for other bits for work. And it, get, it gets me through. The laptop's a nice, sturdy laptop. The battery life's great on it. But the microphone's fucking shocking. It's diabolical. Sort your microphones out, Apple. That's not really fair. The ones on the the um, AirPods Pros are actually really good, and I use them quite a lot for meetings and phone calls. But the one on the laptop was shy, and I couldn't carry on recording with it because nothing was really feeding back through through my headphones, so I wasn't confident that it was um, actually recording towards the end. So I said to Anita, do you know what? We'll sack this off. I'll end the recording. I'll go back later and try and salvage anything possible for a, a proper episode, even if it was a bit shorter. And I just went downstairs. I rang Anita on her mobile, and we just finished off the conversation between the two of us. Another 40 minutes, which was, you know... <laughs> so it wasn't a waste of a day. I, I, We had a really good chat. Um, we touched on many, many interesting topics, which I hope we can bring on here sometime soon. And... You know, it was nice to have the company that early in the morning. My partner last week was in Spain with his friends. Um, so I was on my own <laughs> with the cats. So I, I enjoyed it. But unfortunately, when I went back to salvage the recording, it just recorded me saying one word and Anita saying one word. So if I'd have uploaded it, it'd have been literally the intro and two letters, which wouldn't have been good for anybody. And I did re-record in the afternoon a separate episode just to kind of give you something. <laughs> However, as is my life at the minute with trying to do this, as it was downloading, I had a flick through the news app that I use. And the person I had talked about and the story I'd mentioned had put restrictions, legal restrictions, allegedly, on people on air speaking about it. So I had to scrap the whole thing because I, I don't want to get sued. I've not got a pot to piss in. I mean, they can take the cats and exchange them for gold if they want, but I've got, I've got no money to be sued at the minute. <laughs> Living life day by day. So in the end, I admitted defeat. I gave up. It was getting too late. And I said, you know what? Sod this. I'm, I'm, I'm stopping. We'll just do it again next week. So here we are. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> But I'm back. I'm back. Uh, we'll start with Philip Schofield, because obviously online, that's all that's been talked about at the minute. And it cropped up yesterday. I'll tell you what yesterday was, but it cropped up in conversation yesterday. Somebody asked my opinion on it. Now, if you don't know what's going on with Philip Schofield or the stories, then you know, get outside and touch grass. Like, where have you been? It's... it's, it's Every hashtag, it's every news story going on. But if you don't know, I suppose I'll entertain you and give you a, a, a brief breakdown. So Philip Schofield is a TV host that's been on the television for many, many years, primarily on a show called This Morning with his co-host, Holly Willoughby. Booby? No, it's not. No, it's not. Holly Willoughby. And cut. <laughs> So them two have been presenting it for a very long time. Um, and, you know, they, they did seem like they were really good friends. Um, but, you know, at, at recent times, they're uh, certainly not engaging with each other. So what happened 
was it came out that Philip, who was a straight man, air quotations, admitted he had an affair. However, on doing so, he came out as a gay man. And at that point, the majority didn't really care that he had an affair. It was kind of, oh, well done, Philip. You've come out as gay. Everyone's proud of you. We support you. This is amazing. More gay people on television. Uh, And, you know, it was very rarely mentioned that actually, you know, yes, it's great that he's come out, but he's, he's leaving a hefty trail of damage with his wife and kids that he'd lied to for so long. Not long after that, it was announced, if you will, that Philip's brother was actually a paedophile. Now, I don't know how many times I can use that word without getting censored or pulled, but it came out that his brother was a paedophile. And it was alleged, I mean, I don't know if they confirmed it or not really, but it was alleged that maybe Philip knew about what was going on and kept quiet for about a year. Again, don't fucking sue me. I said allegedly. I don't know. So I don't proclaim to know. But I think it was alleged or assumed that he might have done. So his name was, I'd say it's fair to say his name was tarnished. He had that on his head now. He had that that word, penophile, attached to his his presence or his name. Not long ago, the media came out with a headline that said that the affair was with a younger male. Now, bearing in mind what we had just found out about his brother, having a headline saying the affair that he had was with a younger male alludes to a certain action. Fair to say? I think that's fair to say. It does. The media aren't stupid. They, they, they're very well crafted with how they phrase things to grab people's attentions and stories. So they coined the term, the affair was with a younger male. So Philip had, I think, you know, had to admit that it was indeed with a younger male. Now, <laughs> I'll try and get this right because this story is so complicated. The young man in question. I won't go into huge detail, um, but from what I gather, when they first met or they were aware of each other, um, the the young man wasn't of an age of consent. However, I think as he got older, he'd followed, him and Philip had followed each other on Twitter and this young man was asking Philip for advice on how to get into the TV industry. To which I think Philip was kind of like, well, you know, is this really what you want to do? You were, you were trying to get into theatre, I believe, um, which is where Philip had met. I think it was like a, a theatre class in a school or something like that. I, 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 I don't know the full ins and outs. The young man eventually got a job as what we would call a runner. I, I'm presuming that's people that just run around, you know, teas, coffees, taking guests onto the stage, taking them back, organising, like, the smaller tasks. I, I assume I'm not in the TV industry, I don't know. But this this lad got a job as a runner for this morning with Philip and Holly. At some point, after he was at the age of consent, him and Philip, by whatever means, ended up in an intimate 
relationship and this affair that he had had on his wife was with this with this gentleman, um, which is now the the uproar now now the now the affair's an issue because of the um, assumption of the age of this of this gentleman. Now, I I, I said yesterday to who we were chatting to, you know, I'm not willing to comment on it. The assumption and the accusations are that Philip groomed this gentleman while he was younger to ultimately lead to having an intimate relationship when he was older. Now, for me personally, I have not cast any judgment over it as of yet because the issue that we've got here, as of today's recording, this young younger gentleman has not made a statement, has not done any interviews and put his side of the story out. Now, that could be for a number of reasons. He's either, as I'd imagined, as this has come out and the uproars heightened over the week, I'd imagine he's pretty devastated. I'd imagine it's affected his life. You know, he's not in TV now. He's, I think he's, I believe he's working in a pub somewhere, just trying to live a normal life. And I'd imagine he's getting absolutely hounded. So he might be just trying to cut himself off from that situation and I do believe that him and Philip are still friends I don't think they've spoken during this time while this has all been going on but I do believe they're still friends or he's been advised he will have a PR team now 100% with this story he's either been advised not to speak out or there is a very vicious bidding war between media's outlets to be the first people to get his story I, I dread to imagine the amount they're offering him for his side of the story. But as I say at the minute, he's, he's not spoken out as of this recording June the 4th. Or the last option is he's not said anything because he legally can't. You know, it might be going in, in an investigation and legally he might not be able to speak out for the sake of the case if it's got that far. Again, at the minute, as of this day, I'm unsure. Um, I, I, I'm heard they have spoken to certain people but I don't know if it's gone down the legal route yet so for me I am not willing to throw any bricks at anybody online um, because I'd, I'd want to make the judgment of hearing this younger man's story and I, I think really that's kind of what everybody should be waiting for you know Philip said that nothing was illegal he didn't groom anybody. He just progressed naturally. Naturally, it shouldn't have happened. He lied to everybody. He lied to his friends and his family. Like he admitted wrongdoing there. But for me, I, I, I'm not going to make any judgment until I've heard the other side of the story, um, because it can either go two ways. This lad can come out and say, you know, this is actually what happened, and it's not what Phil said it was, or he can back up Phil's story, which he's done neither nor at the minute, and that for me is the key basis of making judgment. You, you, you... No comments. <laughs> no comment. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's obviously something not right. I find it weird because Philip obviously did two interviews um, giving his side of the story. And I find it so interesting. And it's not always just with cases like this. You know, it's even when people go to funerals and people say that the body language and the emotions are off and Philip in these interviews trying to get his side of the story out you know he was 
shaking like a shitting dog. He was vaping constantly. His whole presence was nervous and agitated. He couldn't stay still. His eyes were all over the place. His head was all over the place. And people have taken that as an immediate sign of guilt or lying. Now, I have got something to say about that, really, with body language and people coming to assumptions. So this last few weeks, pause for break. I have had a really shitty time with mental health. Really, really bad. I've carried a lot of things with me that I've had unresolved over the years. And a few days ago, I hit breaking point. I was teetering on the precipice of thoughts I shouldn't have been having. Let's put it that way. (laughs) It wasn't good. I was very close to the edge. And I'd gone for a long walk. I'd come back. I sat down with my partner. He knew something was wrong. And I'd never opened up to him about my past and the burdens that I had been carrying around on my own for so long. And I did. It took some coaxing out of me. It took a while for him to get it out of me, but I did. And it was very difficult. And I was vaping constantly. My hands were all over the place. I was playing with my beard. I was touching my face, wiping away tears. I I looked probably how Phil looked telling his story on the news. And it wasn't because I was lying. It was just so hard to reconnect to and speak out about that my body language was similar to his. So I don't agree with people saying that body language gave Philip away as being guilty or a liar because it's not always, it might have been, but it's not always the case. You know, I was horrendous talking to my partner the other week and I couldn't have been more fidgety because I was so uncomfortable saying what I was saying and opening up that, you know, not everybody online is a body expert, body language expert. And the ones that are, there, there is some proper ones on obviously um, YouTube and whatnot, but you know, not, not everybody can say without reasonable doubt how somebody is thinking or feeling or their intentions behind their words just off their body language. It's very much open to interpretation, I think. So I will comment on that. I don't agree that you can make assumptions just off the way that he composed himself in them interviews because I myself was very much in those mannerisms the other day saying something that I found difficult to to my partner. Um, age gap again. With it, if it is all legal, I've not got a problem with. It. Some of you will know. Some of you don't. That when I was twenty-one, I had an affair with a man that was twice my senior. He was a lot older than me. I was in a an emotionally abusive relationship at the time, and it just so happened one day he came into my life and it kind of went from there. It's not something that I'm proud of. It's definitely not something that I'd take back and I wouldn't exchange it back. I wouldn't redo any of it differently um, for anything in the world. In the end, we did have a interesting relationship and a very unique friendship. So age gaps don't bother me. I think as long as it's legal, keep your fucking nose out. It's nothing to do with anybody else. So, my opinion on Philip Schofield is, as a TV personality, I'm not bothered about him, 
really. I don't really like him and I don't really hate him. And same with Holly. I've, you know, I, I have watched the videos on Facebook and YouTube where they've stuck together a medley of all their innuendos and laughs and jokes and bloopers. And I found them funny, you know, and I did used to enjoy them, watching them back when I used to watch television in, in the earlier years. Uh, but for me now, they, they both have the sense of entitlement and self-indulgence. Uh, there's just something a bit off about them. I can understand or believe certain stories that, you know, to certain people, they weren't the nicest behind the scenes. You know, we can say that we had that with Ellen DeGeneres. I mean, she had that look in her eyes anyway, to be fair. But, you know, these things do happen. So as as a person, as a TV personality, I'm not that fussed about Philip Schofield. I, it's neither here nor, nor there for me if he's on television or not. Um, but in terms of this case... I'm not going to form an opinion until I've heard the other side of the story because that's the important one. It's how that young man interpreted things throughout that journey that's important. And I will state my opinion officially if and when that younger man speaks out. That's when I'll make a comment. Until then, I think everyone just needs to pipe down. I think everyone's... As always, on social media, I fucking hate social media. It's so toxic. Everyone has to be judge, jury, and executioner on things that they know nothing about. They're making assumptions, partly fueled by the the media because they need the stories, they need the money, they need people talking. So I just think everyone needs to back off. No matter what your opinion is or what conclusion you have come to, back off a little bit. Let's just wait until we get to the other side of the story before we start, you know, pulling people limb from limb. Um, yes. There's memes and jokes about Philip, which I don't care. Free public figure, free for all, comedy, not asked. If people want to make jokes, stick pictures together to make light the situation, go ahead. It, it really doesn't offend me. Some of them are quite amusing. I do feel sorry when they've got this younger man's face attached to them. You know, I, I think we've got to bear in mind that actually he's still young. And, you know, if he sees stuff like that, it probably does affect him quite badly with the mental health. Um, so yeah, I think we just have to be mindful. So this week's been an interesting one, really. Um, as alluded to there, I've had my own mental breakdown this week. It happens every few years. So, you know, you bottle things up, carry things around, but just don't do it. You know, if you, if you, if you've got a lot of, um, burdens or traumas that you've gone through. Actively seek help. Don't bottle it up. Otherwise you end up like me. <laughs> so it's been, it's been a, a difficult week. However, yesterday, my little sister got married. Uh, me, the older one. Not being the first to get married. How fucking rude. But my little sister got married. Uh, what a splendid day, honestly. The, the, the weather, morning till night, was just Red hot. Speaking of, I'm just going to put the fan on. I hope it doesn't blow too much in the microphone. We'll see how it goes. It's on low. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was roasting morning till night. She couldn't have asked for a nicer day weather-wise. She was so lucky because mum and dad live out in Yorkshire. And, you know, I think it's it's fair to assume that Yorkshire doesn't always have the best of weather. It's very unpredictable. I did take a really big coat just in case. Um, we got there. We got to mum and dad's about 11 in the morning. And 
the way that it's set out, you've got our family home, the bungalow, and then next door used to be my grandparents' house, which is actually where my sister now lives with her now husband. So when we got there, my sister, her bridesmaids and all all that group were in mum and dad's house getting ready and her husband was with his best men and whatnot getting ready in, in their house next door. So me and my, my partner just kind of promenaded around <laughs> the gardens with a cup of coffee, trying trying to keep out the way, but still trying to, you know, see what was going on because it, it was fascinating watching them getting all the hair and the makeup done. Um, so, so yeah, it, it was nice to have a bit of time at home before the wedding. And she just looked absolutely stunning. You know, I, I, I think with younger siblings, especially when you don't see them that often, you know, you, you get an image in your head of what they look like. And she wasn't my little sister anymore. She was a fully grown woman. Her hair and makeup were flawless. The dress was absolutely stunning. And I'm not one for wedding dresses. You know, some of them are fucking hideous some wedding dresses are hideous and you just think mm, someone really should have told you that that wasn't okay but hers maybe i'm biased was absolutely stunning it was um so many intricate details with the beading and the, the lace it was built for her contour it fitted beautifully it didn't fan out at the bottom but the bottom bit was kind of like you know it fanned out on the floor and then the veil at the back kind of went over that it was just incredible. She looked stunningly beautiful. Bless her. She's she deserved it. It was a day she deserved. The church was a few villages over, which was in the village that me and her both went to primary school at. And the church she had the wedding at was a church where we had done, you know, like shitty nativity plays that we did when we were kids at school. It was in that church. The um we got there a bit early actually because the church is on a steep hill and I remembered that the car park wasn't very big and I had Cuban heels on, Cuban boots. <laughs> so, do you know, we're getting there earlier to secure a car parking space. There's no fucking way. I'm wading up the hill in heels just to get to the top of the church. Like where We can set off early and we can get a car parking space. And we did. We got there about half an hour, half an hour earlier. Got a decent car parking space. And they had the ceremony. They're so long. It's not, it's not a negative thing, but Christ, Christian wedding ceremonies are mighty long, a lot longer than what I remember them being, with the very few that I've been to. But again, it was it was charming and a privilege to see them to unite as one and have her handed over by father from our family to her own new family that she's now starting to create. Uh, it was very heartwarming. I may have shed a tear through my uh, stern face and monotone voice. I might have shed a little tear. <laughs> but it was, it was very nice. And the afterdo was at the back in our village at the village hall. They decked it out beautifully. It was incredible what they'd done with it, really. Because my sister's quite artistic. And she'd done all the, the finer details on the menus, on the invites, on the order of service, on the the name cards on the tables, you name it, anything that was written or drawn imagery, she'd done herself. She'd really put all all herself into the decor and the finer details. And there was a bit of a farm theme, run, theme running through it because her husband's family have a farm heritage and we, we did growing up. So, you know, there was the old milk churns. I mean, you probably won't remember them, but the old milk churns, the big metal ones, 
um, had massive bouquets of flowers in them. Some had holes in the top. I mean, I thought they were bins and I started chewing gum in them. But they were for the cards. You were supposed to put cards in them and there was a big sign on the front saying, cards. Um, so there was a few times, I think a few people fell for it and every now and again you'd see somebody rooting through the card bin to <laughs> take out the rubbish that they put in. Um, the doors were open. They had the little marquees and the band outside. Um, canapes were going round at first. Then we went back inside for the meal. It was she. I don't know if it was intentional, but the food was just enough. It was a very well crafted chicken with potatoes, and then they had a side of, I think it was pork, I believe, and salads on the table. So the food was enough, but it wasn't to the point where you felt that you'd eaten too much. With everybody being constricted in their formal attire. Fucking hate wearing formal clothes, honestly. It's not my thing. Waistcoat. Mm. But I did it. I did it. Um, but yeah, the food was just enough. The dessert was just enough. It was in shot glasses. I, I think it was like a, a ganache or a mousse or something. But there was different flavours and little mini meringues. So everything was just enough that you'd felt like you'd had something, but you didn't feel like you'd overindulged and were left uncomfortable. Then we all went back outside again. A few drinks were circulating. They had a horse box. You know what they carry? They travel. No, yeah, they carry horses in when they're traveling, like from trailer things. One of those turned up and it had a built-in pizza oven. So I think the idea was on the night to to sober people up that were rather twatted that they could have pizza and uh, have something else to eat later. So they fired that up. I mean, we didn't have any. We left before then. Um, I think we left just after they cut the cake. You know, we had quite a a journey back home and the cats at home. I know it sounds like a really p- pathetic excuse saying, well, I've got cats at home, I need to get home. But the, one of ours is terrible for social uh, separation anxiety. Horrendous. When we leave the house, next door must think she's being bashed over the head with a mallet. She just screams the place down she walks around she's got four toys that she has with her religiously and she walks around looking for you until eventually she just gives up so we had to get back to make sure she was okay so we left quite early um but yeah it was it was, it was a mix of emotion as i say it was uh she was no longer my little sister you know she's a beautiful young woman that's now starting her own journey with her husband with her her own life and her own family. Um, the service, it was beautiful. But you know, me and my sister, we grew up going to Sunday school, to church every Sunday. I mean, we missed a few things every now and again. But as a whole, we went to church every Sunday. Our school, we went to the same school, very religious. And you come accustomed to, you know, the, the traditional prayers and hymns. But I think when you're younger, you don't really acknowledge what's being said through those hymns and prayers and listening to the vicar's speeches and the hymns and the prayers in the service yesterday as a 30, well, nearly 32 year old man, that's not religious. It was just bizarre, really bizarre. I found it really difficult to kind of buy into the religious aspect for some reason. I don't don't know. It just felt weird. That's not to take anything away from the service, by the way. Like the service was stunning. It was, like I said, it was a privilege to see them to unite as as one through that. You know, that that's the most 
important part of the fucking wedding, obviously. But the bits in between the religious stuff, I just, I found it really hard to grapple. I was kind of like, are you going to put me in a robe and I'm going to be swaying in thick black smoke with candles chanting in a minute? Like, it just felt very, very weird. And then the other thing that I found a mix of emotion really was seeing ex- extended family that I've genuinely not seen for such a long time to the point where when I was growing up, I think I was bald until I was like three. <laughs> my, hair, my hair didn't come through. Then it was platinum blonde for a long time. And then as I got older and into my teens, it went mousy brown. And for the wedding, because I'm now going grey, I had cleverly coloured my hair and my beard, what was meant to be a dark brown, and it came up black. So it looked na- it did look natural, but I think a lot of the external family were coming up to me like, is that him? Is that really him? He was he was blonde last time I saw him. No, that's definitely not him. He's got that's black hair. He was definitely blonde. I was like, that's how long it's been since you've seen me, darling, that you thought that I still had um blonde hair. <laughs> um so yeah, it was weird. You know, I, I without going into into too much detail, I left home at a very young age. And with that, you know, A I was probably slightly off the rails back then. Not a lot of um, good things going on internally. <laughs> and B, with that, you know, and the spaces between between us distance-wise, I didn't have the financial means or the means in general to, you know, go and visit and keep those external family ties together. So, you know, ultimately those ties got severed. Before, during, and... Um, Prior to me leaving home, you know, I'd, I'd gone through a lot of different traumas at the hands of myself and of others, not family members. I'll make that very clear. It wasn't family members. It was other people outside of that circle um, had inflicted a lot of traumas. And as I got older, I was, especially on social media, toying around with my last name. I know it sounds very small and very trivial, but I was toying around with my last name, just trying anything as a coping mechanism to get through just life, just to get through life. And ultimately, in the end, I started using Tiago de Santos. Now, that isn't just a random name that I Googled or plucked out of thin air. That does have some meaning and some relevance. And, you know, one day I might just close it. (laughs) I do use it for a specific reason. But in that, I, I guess in a way, I'd killed off mentally my younger former self you know which was my name then was James so I I don't associate with James anymore as somebody that was me I've completely severed ties that I don't acknowledge him I, I don't think if I hadn't changed my name and become who I am today who is is still my authentic self you know, I, I'm I'm living the life that I want to live now. I don't think James would have done that. I think James would have literally not been here anymore if I hadn't have done that. However, because external family are not in my circle anymore, they don't know any of that. And my, my I don't know if my mum and dad and my sister you know that I use a different name now. But anyway, it was very difficult. And it had been playing on my mind before the wedding, that I knew fine well that everyone was going to be introduced to me as 
James, my old name. I was going to have to introduce myself as James. And the all the, the little details, like the name cards and the, the um, seating map, whatever you want to call it, that was going to have James on. So it was very difficult in a way. Having people view me as the old self that I no longer identify with. Very difficult. And it obviously wasn't the time and the place to go through everything to explain, actually, can you not call me that anymore? Because that's not me. But within that, I suppose, really, I, I, I didn't actively avoid external, extended members of the family. Um, I, I, I kept to one side a little bit because really they're, I'm not a part of their life anymore. They're not really a part of mine and that's you know probably not a nice thing to say but they're not they don't know me for who I am now they know the old person that I'm not so I I, yeah I I took a step back from the family things where I could yeah obviously some things are inevitable and I did bump into people and make eye contact with people and I I was I was civil I had conversations here and there short and sweet um, I did make an effort, but it was very difficult. It was very mixed emotions yesterday. Um, I don't, apart from the joy of my sister's wedding, I I don't really know how I felt about um, the bits in between having to be my old former self. It was a very, very strange sensation, but we did it. I had a marvelous day. I was I spent most of it with my partner. Uh, we got chatting to my sisters godmother who's was with her partner and we grew up with her kids their kids when we were when we were younger um so it was nice to catch up with them because i we'd not i'd not seen them before gavin had not met them before um so it was nice to have have that catch up and they've they've they made the day a lot a lot easier with the social events we've got we've got very similar humor crude banter if you will between us all Um, so yeah it turned out to be a splendid splendid day in the end, I'm very glad that I went because I, mean, I am one of those people that will overthink things and think, Do you know what, fuck it, I'm not going regardless of what it is. But we did. And I'm glad that we did. It was a beautiful day. I'm so proud of my sister for getting married and starting her own life. I'm proud of my parents for um, relatively holding it together throughout the whole thing and putting together such an, an incredible day. You know, it, it's not a day that I'll, um, I'll forget anytime soon. But yeah, still, you know, Bitch, getting married before me, but hey, <laughs> you can't have everything in life. But yeah, so it's been a um, just an emotionally draining week this week. That's probably why I've not um, dug too de- deep into other stories. Well, I've been uh, dealing with my own shite this week. Well, there's lots of things to talk about next week, however. There is there's a lot of things creeping into the news big things as well um so we shall see what comes of next week really i did want to say thank you to those as well because i haven't really had a chance to i, I did last week but obviously it didn't record <laughs> thank you to those that on facebook on my personal facebook have taken or offered to read chapter one the draft version of my book the first chapter uh, and f- giving me feedback it has helped so so much you, you really won't understand because as i've said before my writing vocabulary 
and abilities better than my speaking vocabulary and abilities. I'm I'm a lot more arty farty and poetic <laughs> with my writing. I use a lot of very complicated wording, um, which I, it did reflect in the feedback. But you know, it, it is what it is in that respect. You know, I, I I'm not going to change the way that I write. Buy thesaurus, darling. That's the one thing that I struggled with. So I started the book, well, chapter one and the epilogue a long time ago, a long, long time ago. And I just picked up where I start, where I finished and just carried on to see where, I just wanted to see where it went. But I noticed on a lot of pages that I'd reuse certain words quite a lot. And obviously you don't want that. So you have to go back and find other words for their replacements. And I'll just pick a random one. I think abode was one that came up quite a lot, which is just a fancier way of saying home or house. And it came up quite a lot in the searches when I was uh, searching for repeat words. So I had decided to use a thesaurus. I know who uses a thesaurus these days. Who knew they still existed? So I have a written paper copy of the written work that I have so far. I have three complete versions on my laptop, digital copies, and I have different chapters broken down, saved individually on the laptop as well. So I can't fucking lose anything. I update them all as I go along. So I was using a physical thesaurus, a, a real one, I used two different ones online and the built-in ones on the um, desktop apps that I use for for typing and drafting. So I had many different thesauruses <laughs> on the go. There's not that many words for a word. Abode literally was just home, house, place of living, I think was the other one. And I was like... Mm. This really isn't the wording that I need. You're giving me very basic words for a more complex word. And I, I've, I've come across that quite a lot. You know, there's only so many words for a word. So is it normal to have repeat words here and there? Is it acceptable? Is it frowned upon? Who fucking knows? There's, there's not many other options for other words. So yeah, that's been, been a bit of a... A struggle, really, trying not to do that. But it's been very humbling to have people read through through my work because it was quite a hefty chapter, really. It must have taken them a while to get through it. <laughs> Wasn't my intention to make it this long, but it is what it is. But, yeah, thank you for those that have, have done it. I'm going to leave it there because with stopping and starting all morning, I'm... Uh, going over time again. So if you do have anything you want to discuss or any questions you want to ask, you can message me on Facebook or Instagram um, at Tiago de Santos. So it's T-I-A-G-O space bar D-E space bar S-A-N-T-O-S. So that's my personal one. I, I would prefer people didn't message me on there because I don't check messages that often I just can't be asked with them usually it's somebody trying to scam you out of a couple of quid or just somebody being utterly filthy with choices of words or photographs so I don't check messenger often I mean I do more so now because people 
ask pod pod zap stuff on there so you can message me on there i give up telling people not to uh, or you can message me on the actual pods app group which is literally just pods app p o d hyphen s space bar a p p dash the pod which is the same for facebook and instagram so you can contact me on there as well or the other co-host might jump in there and uh, answer a few questions too so yeah get in contact we do like hearing people from people ask us questions give us give us stories you want looking into topics you want to be have discussed the floor's yours darlings all yours go for it so enjoy the rest of your weekend if it is your if it is weekend with you who knows we don't know stay safe have a nice day and i pray to fucking god this is recorded because i ain't doing it again <laughs> this isn't recording then i quit this is it this is the last one <laughs> have a good day bye